Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Marvel Rewind. Thank you guys so much for joining us as we are here to review the fifth episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, an episode that's going to create some really, really good conversation. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen. This episode, the longest episode of any Disney Plus show that we have to this point, coming in at a total of 61 minutes, minus the credits, uh, comes in and probably around the 56 mark, which is pretty hefty. Uh, that is pretty, pretty hefty. But before we get to talk here, uh, let's go around the crew real quick. Jacob, how you doing, man? I am pretty good, man. I, again, stayed up till midnight to watch this. Uh, so didn't get as much sleep as I would like. But it is, yeah, this this episode was definitely something to discuss. Very different episode. So I'm excited to talk about it. Agreed. Agreed. Mr. Avalicino, how you doing, man? Good. I, I is this Is this true? Is she a fan of this show? I mean, she's, or Jake, she's my girlfriend from his account, her account. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not our <laughs> show. I'm talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, she's my girlfriend, so of course she's going to watch anything Captain America related. Okay, cool. yeah. I, I dig it. Um, good. I'm so I'm so glad it's Friday. That's all I got. Seriously, same. This, I could, yeah, yes, this I could week is. Yeah, could absolutely agree with you, uh, Mr. Ramos. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? I think we've officially seen everything from all the promotional marketing now. Now I'm no longer wondering, okay, where's that scene? I was just going to say, it as you movie. watch the intro, you think to yourself, okay, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen yep. that. There's not really a shot. Uh, there is one. I don't want to say it, but... Uh, say it. The, Bucky, <laughs> Bucky on the motorcycle. We, we have yet to see Bucky on the motorcycle. Um. And so that is more than likely coming in next episode. Don't they release like a new TV spot every week too? Yeah, but I don't watch them. I don't watch those. Yeah, movies. I avoid them too. I, I don't watch Geo, Geo watches them like, you know, they're like, he's like an addict to those things for some Geo wants all the spoilers, <laughs> all, all of them. I have no idea why, but uh, all right. Before we get going real quick, guys, real quick. Uh, we do sure. have a special guest coming in in about 15 minutes uh, or depending on when he gets home. Uh, if you're part of the Shimona and you recognize this name, the Jackal. Jesse Swift will be popping in, talking some Falcon and Winter Soldier with us. Super, super excited. He's a big comic guy. Uh, we're a bunch of nerds. It's going to go really, really well. But let's get into this, guys, because this is an episode that's going to require quite the conversation here. And let's just go chronologically. And it, it's perfect because the episode last week, obviously, um, ended on a big, big moment with uh, John Walker killing someone, blood on the shield, and then the, the screen just goes black, right? We don't know what's happening. The episode picks up with him essentially running down a rail yard into a warehouse. And then we get that that fight we've been waiting for of Sam and Bucky up against John. Uh, obviously, John at this point has the super soldier serum. Uh, he's a little bit on edge. He has a little bit of mm -hmm. adrenaline pumping through his veins. Um, and we he's see got more than a, He's got more than adrenaline pumping. Well, yes, yes, of course. But uh, before the fight actually breaks out, we see John kind of running in his head. Some flashbacks, obviously thinking about Lamar, um, his girl or his wife, girlfriend, whoever it may be. Never really a confirmation on it, but uh, ultimately ends in the fight. Sam eventually uh, gets the shield towards the end of the fight, but total gnarly just chaos breaks out at, at a couple points. Um, let's just talk about it real quick. Uh, Gio, I'll start with you on this one, man. Um, what do you think of the fight? What do you think of the moment? How it kind of all went down and opening to an episode, uh, maybe the best opening we've seen so far. 
Yeah, man. Very uh, on the edge of your seat start to this episode. Um, and I'd like to rewind just a little bit. There's a shot where John Walker is on his knees, leaning on the shield, like having an it's, anti it's in Skywalker our intro. moment. It's in our intro. You guys can see it, actually. Yeah. He's like, what have I done? You know, he, he's just like, he, he's in a disbelief. But, um, well, I mean, and that's just, you know, how much pressure he's put on himself because he's taken on this uh, Captain America mantle. So I appreciated that emotional moment. It was very short, but it's a shot of him uh, on his on his knees with the shield. And then the two of them come in there, and it, it felt like Civil War all over again with the 2v1, um, only – it was a bit different, obviously, because, you know, he doesn't have an Iron Man suit, but he does have the serum in him. And he I mean, for me, the money shot is as far as that fight sequence goes, him destroying Falcon's wings, excuse me, and just like like paper, just. Well, he was you know? he was set to kill him. Yeah, one set to kill him. I mean, he went psycho. Like, he was just, you know, how many times did he grab the shield and was ready to go, bam? And um, it's like his signature yeah. move, like chopping someone's head off. That's like his move. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, it, he's he's missed. Well, no, he hasn't really missed because he hit the other guy. But, man, I hate, hate to be on that receiving end. I thought it was awesome, dude. Awesome fight. Um, like I said, the money shot, the wings getting destroyed. But, uh, yeah. He's a he's a crazy guy for sure. Uh, Brian, great fight scene. I freaking love the fight scene. Um, there are a couple times I was like, oh, someone's gonna get like actually like really messed up. Like so, I was, I mean, John Walker's arm went backwards. Everybody, I, it's Ugh. so funny that you said that. It's backwards. When I saw that, I went. I immediately went. Jake is going, oh, like, yep. like it's it's exactly what was going on in my head. Exactly yeah. what was going on in my head. I could literally I, just, yeah. I just know your tendencies when it comes to stuff like that. And immediately I'm like, oh, Jake's sitting there going like, oh, 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 and then just snaps back. And you're just because like, it, the thing that bought and it's I guess that's the wrong term for it. But uh, what bothers me about moments like that is like this one specifically, the camera just sits on it. Yeah. Rather than like it just going, it's like a slow break. I'm like, like no, 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 no. Yeah, you're just waiting for it to hit that point. Torture. Yeah, you're just waiting for it to hit that point where it just cracks and then just cracks. Um, but yeah, this fight scene was awesome and it was choreographed so well. Like it was just so good, and I love how Falcon just like. He doesn't need to fly, but he can just boost enough to like do a certain move. And it's like it's like nitrous. Yeah, it just makes his fighting so much cooler. Just like maybe he needs to dodge. He'll just boost to the side or like he's going to do a lunge punch and it's going to get extra force behind it and just going to punch you in the face with a boost. But uh, yeah, this is a great fight scene. And uh, John uh, John Walker was He's such a good anti-hero. He's such yeah. Why Ruffle is yeah. That's he's so word. good anti-hero. I said Bill yeah. last week. He's definitely an anti-hero from this point on. Yeah. So it's funny though because I've been like looking up merch for the show, and they have like a poster that I want to get you, Jake, where it looks. Like, you know how they keep showing 
the uh, on the wall, like John Walker is Captain America, and it looks like it's like someone ripped it and stuff. They have that, and I'm like, oh, I want to get this for for Jay. I'd toss it. <laughs> I know you would, but <laughs> yeah, um, that scene, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, Damien, we will we will get to this. Just stay, mm-hmm. stay tuned. We will definitely get to that. But uh, Jacob, um, look, the scene this this scene is everything that we've been wanting for a couple weeks now. Uh, we knew it was coming following last week's episode. Did it live up to the hype for you? So if we're just if we're talking about that action scene, that that was badass. Yeah, that lived up to the hype. But I I love the opening of the of the show when they you just show John Rock, Walker like running through the alley or the street or whatever, and he's thinking about Lamar. It's like Yes, we we don't like this character like in the world, but it's such a great character from like <clears throat> a storytelling perspective. He uh, and there's more stuff that happens later on in the episode that that applies to this, but he's so complicated. He and look, obviously he tried to kill Sam in this fight scene, so he's not redeemed at all and he I don't think he is necessarily redeemable, but there's so much going on with him because he's not he hasn't lost it completely, but once he, it's kind of like once he gets mad, he can't stop himself. Or once he mm-hmm. gets in a fight, he can't stop himself. But then once he calms down a little bit, he's able to try to think logically because we still see the humanity in him. So I, I'm loving this. And I, dude, that fight scene was crazy. And I, I'm curious, man. I was like, there's no way John Walker has a chance in this fight because at the very least, him and Bucky are equal at the very least. And then you have Sam there too. So it's like John Walker is a formidable fighter because he's taken both of them on and it took them a while to take him out. So that was great all around. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I definitely like the opening, right? Where he's just kind of in that struggle mode, um, thinking about everything kind of that this all went down, not just losing Lamar, but also the moment of him killing someone and, um, but then you get into the fight scene and it's kind of what we have been waiting for, right? They're fighting for the shield and everything was about the shield, which is what the entire show has been about. Um, and I thought it was really, really well done. I thought Walker obviously looked like a very formidable fighter. You can tell, uh, or, or there's another reason as to why he was given the shield. He's just good at what he does. Um, he's really, really good at what he does. And so, um, <laughs> someone moving their tripod around yeah, uh, man. uh but no I, I i love the fight scene uh i loved sam and, and bucky kind of getting beat up a little bit and having to find different ways to beat him because he's he's clearly a very well-trained fighter uh even though they're avengers he is just really good at being that type of fighter um I, I, you know jury's still out if he can really use the shield or not 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 too fancy with the shield like steve was but you know he, he was hucking that thing though i no, that that's true he yeah. you know how to throw the shield there were a couple times shield, i was like, like if that thing makes door. contact that's taken off head absolutely like, well he knocked bucky out and that moment where he knocked bucky out and bucky's arm like like shut down was really cool really cool moment he knocked out zemo too the previous episode that's true that's true good call yeah and he and i actually rewatched that episode last night he didn't just hit zemo he literally threw the shield and hit zemo <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah like full-on just like blow to the head well, anyway. he needed an ice pack if he um, had a serum he would have died yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely uh but yes um very, very, very impressive opening to the show or to the episode. Excuse me. Um, I really enjoyed it. Gio mentioned the wings. It's a big part of what kind of was going on in the episode and what's going to happen next week as well. Um, but speaking of the wings, uh, the next scene that we do get to is a moment between Sam and Torres. 
um, back in the building where they were chasing down Carly. Uh, they're kind of having a conversation a little bit, and Sam's got the shield, and the wings are in a bag. Um, they're talking a little bit about uh, just some stuff between the two of them, and there's that nice little nod of, like, Sam's just basically says, I'll keep them. Uh, and we obviously know, Easter egg-wise, if you know the comic books, uh, Torres in the comics actually became Falcon at one point. Um, he became a version of Falcon. I like uh, this, the, the guy that's playing. So do I. So do I, I agree with you. And it, it would be very interesting to see if he's a returning character or if it's just a nod. Um, you know, the fact that Sam is obviously going to pick up the shield. Do they need another Falcon? Um, not sure yet. You know, jury is still out. But a uh, very cool, quiet moment between the two of them. Um, not a whole lot there, but the next scene is the kind of the big one that we want to talk about. Let me ask you this. He, how, what do you, do you think that they're similar in age? Cause I feel like he's kind of younger. He's, he's, oh, he's definitely younger. So I, like, would say. I mean, maybe a young Avenger, like throw him in with that mix. I mean, there's clearly enough to make a young Avenger. That's, you know, it, that's a good point. And I, I almost feel like though, that, it's weird to say, but Falcon almost fits a military operative a little bit more than a young Avenger. Yeah. And because uh, obviously Sam was working with the Air Force, right? Like he was working with them. Maybe that's something that Torres does is he becomes like the new addition to the Air Force that he's able to do missions for them. Yeah. I mean, um, like a roadie type. Uh, exactly. Very thing. Funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the next scene, guys, because this is where we get to see John back in the US. Okay. Uh, and we see him in the car. Uh, there's a nice voiceover going over from the congressman. I'm just going to call him a congressman because I don't exactly know what title he has. Um, but they're stripping him of everything. They're stripping him of everything. He's no longer Captain America. Um, they are basically making him, uh, you know, he's a he, civilian. Yeah, he's leaving the army. He doesn't get benefits. He doesn't have any kind of recognition uh, anymore whatsoever, um, which is something we talked about, but we didn't know if it was actually going to happen or not. Um, and John doesn't take it too well, right? He kind of gets a little bit aggressive inside the courtroom. Um, and this moment was very powerful. It was very, very powerful, very strong. Uh, Jacob, what do you think about this scene? Uh, wait, what scene? The uh, courtroom scene. <laughs> oh, the courtroom scene. Da da da. Um, this is so. This scene was big because I heard people debating like whether they didn't think that they either thought the government was going to back John Walker and say. Oh, he was just doing his job. He he tracked down and killed one of the terrorists that killed his friend, and it was in the midst of battle. And then some people were saying, "No, they're going to strip it from him right away." So this was our confirmation that of what they're going to do about that. And I I thought it was done. It was handled very well, and he looked very very upset. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, real quick before we move on, uh, before we continue the conversation about the courtroom scene, let's bring in our guest. He is here, uh, the Jackal himself. Mr. Jesse Swift is with us. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey Jesse. Round Thanks two for goes us, man. to Kong. I'm in the right review, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Always good to see you. Um, glad to finally talk guys, some right? Falcon and Winter Soldier with you. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're in the middle of talking about the courtroom scene with John Walker. Uh, I'll let you go next, man, since you're here. What did you think about this moment? Uh, it's a dramatic highlight for John Walker's character, I think. Um, he He's had a lot of great moments, and I think that us nerds sometimes can have a problem with um, separating actors from characters. And I think there's a lot of people that are being way too hard on Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell is doing an yep. absolutely phenomenal job. Yep. As, mm -hmm. Because we should... 
no, like I don't know. Um, U.S. Agent is kind of a or like the John Walker character is kind of an easy character to hate, and there's a lot of angles they could have gone that would have made him very shallow. But this is the same studio that gave us Thanos. We know that they are in for depth. This is a character that has been traumatized by war. He's been affected by um, violence, sacrifices. He does not have the same background Steve Rogers has, and in turn is he's, he's a different man. Um, but this courtroom scene, it was a lot because it was like, obviously the government, um, I mean, they're already going to have turmoil. Like they said, it's an international incident. Um, there's going to be issues. They can't stand by as Captain America um, murders uh, somebody in a foreign country. <laughs> but also uh, him going after them being like, listen, I've lived my life by your mandates. I've followed your mandates. You, on some degree, you have to kind of like nod along a little bit and be like, I I understand. Because both what John Walker has in common with um, Isaiah Bradley, they're both varying degrees, definitely varying degrees, but they're both um, victims of a government agenda. And so I think that all came to a head in this scene. It's a really, really good moment. Good points there. Gio, uh, I know this is something you probably wanted to talk about. Um, thoughts on this one, man? It's messed up. Like I understand why <laughs> they did it. Okay, they they have to do something. Political tensions, you know, overseas and whatnot. But I mean, to strip him of everything and even benefits, it's just like you're not making the situation any better. Okay, like this man just lost his comrade. Okay, he made a mistake and he had to confront two other people who seemingly just do whatever they want and, you know, have no repercussions whatsoever. And um, it really bothered me. I'm just like, man, because I have, I don't know. I just have so much respect for people in the military. And I'm just like, man, like, I, I know how much these benefits mean to to people and whatnot. It's just, it's a lot. So it really got me heated. Can I have one right. sentence in there? I, I just want to say that there's, a lot of people are making comparisons to what John Walker did to like the abuse, uh, the abusing of powers with cops and things. It's different. Being in the military, being in war, it's two different things. So I think they should uh, avoid making that comparison. Brian, what about you, man? Yeah, um, it's funny because this scene, I kind of, uh, in a way, was feeling like I was siding with John Walker on this one because, like. He, yes, he killed someone in, I'm not going to say cold blood, but close to it. Um, Warm blood. Yeah, slightly lukewarm. Um, in front of tons of people. He, it's a citizen outside of U.S. jurisdiction. So what he did, not okay. However, he, and this is kind of, said through it is the fact that he is getting berated and getting these demotions and and things be from people who probably weren't ever even in the military yeah. uh, oh, absolutely they're just there's at power yeah exactly so he i mean as military service i mean i i've I cannot say I've done it, but like it's very much a a, a yes man 
yes ma'am type situation where you're told what to do and you're going to do it. But if someone makes a wrong decision, we're not in charge or you're the one at fault. And that kind of seems like this situation a bit. So it, I mean, I kind of in a way felt for him in this scene, but again, he did murder someone in front of tons of people. Um, I think the thing that I find most curious is the fact that he is so like, he's almost talked himself into the fact that that person was the one that killed Battlestar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's, it's weird to me that, I mean, I get he's like using it as a justification, but it, it's like, he knows that that's not the right person. So it, yeah. like, at the same time, I kind of like go back and forth, but I think it just, <clears throat> in a way it was kind of heartbreaking seeing like, not only is he going to suffer from this, his girlfriend wife, when they took away the benefits, you saw her face like, Oh, like crap. Like, so it just was a really kind of jarring scene in a way. Well, and it's it's a scene that, you know, and, and we don't see it obviously in like public the public domain, but um it could be something that happens quite often. It yeah. could be something that that happens to uh, that it, that has happened to multiple people throughout our history of essentially being stripped of who they were um, after putting in all this work and, and doing what they've been told their entire lives. And because of one mistake and granted in this situation, it's a big mistake, but in other situations, it can be something completely different. And it wasn't just, you know, uh, stripping him of being captain America. And I know Jesse, you put it in, in the private chat, but it wasn't just stripping him of, of being cap or something. It was taking everything away. Yeah. Everything. I was um, so shocked when they said you lose all your benefits. Yeah, he like, he he That's no crazy. longer has the ability to to support himself, support his his wife or girlfriend or anything um, after decades of work uh, for the U.S. government, which is they, even go to the commissary. They did, this, they did this because he was Captain America. If he had yeah. been a soldier and he was overseas and actually got the wrong person, maybe he would have been discharged. Yeah. But like that's kind of like the extent of it. The the extreme reaction is because he was the representative of the country and you know is America's superhero. That makes sense because people are going to want to see him punished, so they have to do it as much as possible. Yeah, it's the equivalent to yeah. a public stoning. Yeah, it's, it's very much really so. Down. Yeah, it's very much so that you made me into this person this is what you wanted me to be but you gave me no instructions of what i can and can't be so when i do this and make a mistake granted again killing someone is not a mistake like he made a choice but like at the same time it's just like this is they made him into captain america and just said like be perfect and the second he messed up everything he's ever worked for in his whole entire life is gone. I so. mean, think about the timeline. He was really like publicly Captain America for what, a week? Yeah. That's what it's yeah, it had to be just like a handful of oh, days. Not yeah, not more than a month. That's like you sure. can tell they're not even they didn't have the they, the paint had just dried on all the signs <laughs> that said Cap is back. Yes. And then it's yes. like and we're done. 
Um, all right. Well, that's obviously going to have implications going forward because uh, we saw the post-credit scene playing into next week and hopefully the future of the MCU as well. But let's talk about, let's unpack the next scene we saw. Um, <laughs> I fully expect you to say the whole entire name. Uh, God, no. No, 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 no. Um, I, I, I'm blank. Honestly, I'm blanking on her actual real name. I only know her by one other name. But um, uh, so we see John Walker. Is Lee it Elaine? Is Elaine one name that you know her by? I'm it's trying to think. Con- of I, Contessa. I, I have Valentina. one specific name stuck in my head. That's why. Um, Contessa Valentina. Can I, can I, break, can I break the scene first? Jesus. Um, <laughs> he, he leaves the courtroom uh, while everyone's still talking. He sits down. He's talking to his wife. Um, and she's doing the similar thing as she was in the very or the second episode, kind of talking him down a little bit in in the locker room of their high school, uh, kind of being this like nice crutch for him, if you will. And as they're talking, um, we see this figure walking up, and we've heard about a cameo. We've heard about a cameo or setup of a character, um, someone who the director says, "I would love to see this actor play off of other people in the MCU," uh, and we had no idea who it was. Uh, but lo and behold, it is Julia Louise Dreyfus, and she is playing none other than Madame Hydra, uh, which is insane. And then, Brian, you can say her full name if you'd like to. Oh, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. There you go. Thank you. I was no way I was going to okay, say how many ma- How many Madame Hydras are there in the comics? Because I think at she, least two. She is a recent. Madam Hydra. Okay, because she, her, her original name was Viper, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't Viper? No, Madame Viper's Hydra? a separate character. Are you sure? Well, Viper, well, Viper was, has been Madam Hydra in the comics. Yeah. Yes. And we saw Viper in The Wolverine, which she's actually That's what it was. a okay. character. Yeah. But yeah. we also saw, we saw a version of Madame Hydra in, in Shield. Of Shield. Did which, she yeah. say her Let's name in the episode? The Agents of Shield is not canon, so everyone yep. can just yeah. take a nap. I think the Darkhold confirmed that. But. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Darkhold is in both." So Agents of Shield can. I'm like, "Look at him. Look at Darkhold. Yeah, they look different." Thank you, Rachel. This is all I'm gonna. I'm gonna call her Val. Gonna Val. But she um, said, "Don't call her into that out loud." Can uh, we just call her Val Hydra? Oh, nice. Um, look, guys, this is this, this is super super cool. Uh, look, we all had theories about who it could possibly be. I know, like the the, the idea of someone like Doctor Doom was showing up as Victor Von Doom because the country was so close. Um, but this obviously ties back to a lot of things. The character uh, Val, uh, she has ties to Shield. She has ties to Nick Fury. She has ties to a lot of characters we've kind of seen before. Secret uh, Invasion. With Secret yeah. Invasion. I know a lot of people up. are. I know a lot of people are calling for this Serpent Society. <laughs> Dark Avengers. Captain America 2 as the Serpent yeah, Society. Yeah, that was crazy. Civil War, they announced yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, this is not not just the fact that it's uh, Madame Hydra showing up, but the fact that it's Julia Louise Dreyfus as the character, the legend herself um, showing up. And the scene they gave her was phenomenal. Uh, just that one scene, you get the powerful, this kind of powerful aspect from this character um and just seeing her involved in this type of stuff is really cool fun fact uh originally this character was supposed to debut in black widow um but they changed it because of the pandemic because the way that everything was released um they put her in this show first so that we still see if she shows up on black widow or not probably but we'll see um but obviously they have plans for her 
and what a cool moment and possibly a connection between Walker and her as well, possibly down the road. Can I pose a brief question? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so there were, um, I say rumors, but it was pretty heavily rumored that Florence Pugh was going to be appearing in this series. Do we think, and then also um, the character of Madame Hydra apparently appearing in Black Widow, do we think they've done some shuffling with those appearances or maybe the Falcon Winter Soldier, the the, con the context of that scene was maybe shifted into a post-credit scene for Black Widow? Or moved around that way since the release dates have changed. Oh, it's possible. possible. Yeah, like we know that, well, we know Florence Pugh's in Hawkeye now, so maybe she was in this one and they pushed her to Hawkeye. What I mean, the, I heard it was something to do with Zemo, but I'm not entirely sure what the full context is. Interesting. I I, I wonder. I wonder if the reshoots and everything. I wonder if this series, because of the pandemic, was originally supposed to be a little bit longer with more story points. Well, and first, that, it was. Yeah, it was supposed. There was like a storyline about a virus, and they had to take remove that from. Take they took that all out, and then they had to change it to the super like something they, else. They but filming pre-pandemic, and they were about like halfway or through, um, so through shooting. And but I'm guessing their plan out. was to have Madame Hydra and Black Widow, and then have her and Florence Pugh appear in this and now they probably change that because where would florence Pugh fit in like in the last episode you know unless it's a after credit scene or something maybe she appears in the raft maybe she's going to be part maybe of the which, brian you're getting your you're getting your wish man that we'll, we'll talk about that at the at the end because it comes towards the end well, of the that explains where she is you're, if... you're a thousand percent getting your wish <laughs> so um, when i heard that i went yeah, it's the first oh. thing that pops in my head. I, I I go that that's your Thunderbolt tease. There you go. Why Boom, else it's happening? Not to jump I've ahead, but why wouldn't you take him to Wakanda? Why would it be the raft specifically? Exactly. exactly. Who's in charge of the raft? Yeah. Exactly. Um, All right, Gio, gotta, also appears in Black Widow. Yeah. Gio, I gotta ask you, man. Um, I know you do, probably don't know a whole lot about uh, Madame Hydra and and the character and kind of what she means and everything, but the fact that Julia Louise Dreyfus is popping up in the MCU is pretty cool, right? Yeah, I mean, is she going to be the one that recruits uh, what Brian said, uh, Thunderbolts, or you know, uh, it sounds uh, like yeah, some similar to that. I mean, she had a very Nick Fury presence, you know, just you know how she carried herself. Um, so wait a minute, answer this: Is she going to be in Black Widow? Do we know still? Or it's it's up in the air. Uh, Pre-pandemic, she was supposed to be. Um, right now, we don't know just because of everything that's been shuffled around. I know you mentioned Nick Fury, but uh, interestingly enough, in the comics, uh, she actually dated Nick Fury. Um, of like on and off was, again. Was that actually Hydra or was that the Scroll Hydra? Hmm. Hydra. Uh, might have been the I think it might have been the. No, I think it was the real version. That. I think it was the real version because I think the, re yeah. the reason she turned. To Hydra's because Nick Fury had another girlfriend. Yeah, that she got jealous about. Yeah. Uh oh. Sam we got to see this on uh, screen. And Sam Jackson <laughs> is playing the field, but uh, no. So it, look, if Nick Fury's still out there, obviously he's in space at the moment, but she could be doing all this and creating her own little version of a super team because of what he did with the Avengers. And John Walker's a piece of that. Zemo could be a piece of that. Geo, that's got to be pretty exciting, right? Hell yeah. 
And I'd be down to see that. The question is, though, like, will they actually commit to that? Like, will we see a Disney Plus series around around them, or is it just going to be, you know, appearances here and there throughout other people's series episodes? I mean, Thunderbolts yeah. has the, uh, or or will it be a movie to be uh, Marvel Suicide Squad? Yeah, that, I I, like I that. feel like personally that'd be a movie just for me. But I don't know how everybody else feels. I'd rather see a movie because they, I mean, I feel like there'd be a lot of special effects involved in that. So I'd rather see a movie. Did you guys see that we have like, so by, by 2023, I think it's 12 movies and 13 shows. (laughs) Yes. Then there's supposed to be 10 this year. 13 like versions of, of Marvel Rewind, everybody. Goodness. <laughs> oh, hey, as long as they're not going on at the same time. <laughs> Jake's making these... Reminder to us, like playing cards. Coming up. Yeah, you're going to have to collect Jake's intros by the end of 2023. It's like a playing card. But, from I yeah, when I saw this, I got very excited because... You know, I've seen people throw out Thunderbolts. I've seen three people throw out Dark Avengers. Either I'm fine with either. Like, it, I mean, it'd be kind of cool either way. Either way, we're it sounds like we're getting an anti-hero team. I and, would be disappointed if we because I when they brought Zemo back, I wanted Master of Evil. Oh, I'm sure you'll get that at some point. That's too big. A, that's too big of a but now of a thing. What's not? We can be setting up, and I, we'll get to this later in the episode, I'm sure. But we could be setting up Young Avengers, and it'll be so unique if the Young Avengers are not going against a singular threat like the Avengers always have, but instead teams of villains that are all uh-huh. reminiscent uh-huh. or like aftermath of pre-existing characters. So it's almost like they have to go against the shadow of their predecessors, and I think that's yeah. a really cool concept. I mean, the Young Avengers could be the ones that are going after. I mean, this they, she could be setting up Masters of Evil. We all, for all we know, like I mean, it, it could really be either version. Yeah, it, really it could be any of those three. Either way, we're getting a collective group of bad guys, and I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is like my freaking and and the cool thing is that for the most part, it seems like it's gonna be bad guys that we've seen before. Well, um, and it's not even so so far. Like if you think about it. They're not really the ones that come immediately are not they're bad, but they're not like evil. The villain. Yeah, well, isn't Abomination there? So well, we don't I know. Mean, I was just gonna bring up Geo, because Geo is a big, big supporter of the Incredible Hulk. Thunderbolt Ross is in charge of the raft, right? Or he was last time we saw him. Abomination could very well be there. He could very well be there, and we could be getting him again. In the future, we also, and he we was, also, well, we he um, Emil Blonsky was confirmed for She Hulk, yeah, yes, yeah, See, that's very interesting. Boom, happening. He's been happening. the one character that's that I've wanted to see back on screen. You know, say what you will about the Incredible Hulk as a movie, but when Abomination and Hulk fight and they tear up uh, Harlem, Harlem, awesome, absolutely. And I mean, Tim Roth, come on now. I wanted to see more, and it looks like they're finally tying in the Incredible Hulk, you know, with Thunderbolt Ross. And I think uh, Betty Ross is going to be in She Hulk, unless I'm mistaken. I would love to see that. 
Um, I'm so excited. Either way. Then, yeah, Blonsky. Yeah. Either way, I am excited about this specific character. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm more excited about the potential of what she can do than I am so much like, yes, Contessa, this whole thing is in it. Wow. Like, I, like that, that I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Am I excited of what she's going to probably do? And I mean, you have an, I think I saw someone say she's an 11 time Emmy award winner. Like, oh yeah. She knows what that's she's gonna, doing. So it's going to be beat, good. Right? That's it's Veep and, and Seinfeld in, in, for I, sure. Well, I think Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? She was in that. It's whatever, but she she knows what she's doing regardless. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sure. I I know Jake and I were texting at like one in the morning, going, like, <laughs> "She's gonna be around for a while." Like the fact that her her character is doing this, and to be completely honest. Her main storyline in Marvel is Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is coming? Secret Invasion. So, With like, who else? Nick Fury. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, like, an ex fling showing up. Nick Fury's not going to be too happy. Fury so, like, the chances are she's going to be around for a while. Is she going to maybe be like the big bad of phase four? Maybe. Probably not, but she's going to have a heavy hand involved into a lot of stuff. And I'm so excited. Give me more bad guys. I'm so excited. Well, I also think that whatever she's doing and trying to do with John Walker is separate from Zemo and the Thunderbolts, in my opinion. Like, I think it's it's completely separate, which is cool because we'll get two different things. You don't think that you don't think Walker is going to join that team that's going to eventually. I I mean, I don't think so. I, I mean, it's will. possible, but they, I, they I personally need a cap. So. Yeah. I think they she's going to she's gonna make it look like they're here to do good, and he's going to be like that. Very much a uh, U.S. agent. Like, he thinks he's go- doing good. In his mind, he's doing good. Is it the right way of going about it? Eh, probably not. Do you <laughs> think this is Marvel's way of doing a little wink and nod to Captain Hydra when we saw brainwashed Cap and maybe probably. John probably. Walker becomes probably. Captain Hydra. We'll, we'll, we'll never obviously see that, so mm. it could very well be a version of that for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah never yeah. say never. The closest, the closest thing we got is Chris Evans saying Hail Hydra in Endgame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but either way, I'm stoked for this. Give me a, give me a squad of bad guys, and I'm going to be so happy. Yeah, so uh, obviously we covered a lot of the scene that kind of happened next um, via the Thunderbolts and specifically talking about the Raft stuff with the Dora Milaje coming up uh, and taking Zemo back to Wakanda, or taking the Raft, not Wakanda, excuse me. Um, But a big moment for Bucky there, obviously in Sokovia, going to hunt down Zemo, finding him at the memorial and and not shooting him, something that he would have done in the past, showing that Bucky has really kind of changed his outlook on life and you know, and instead of taking him to talk with him, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, is it after their talk? Because they think? have to talk about amends and then Bucky goes to Zemo, I think. No, that's later on in the episode. 
Um, the amends. Well, they, they have a little talk before that, but their big talk is later on, I believe. Yeah. So this it? scene is Not is sure. Bucky Bucky giving uh, Zemo to the Dora Milaje. They dropping him off at the raft. We kind of covered that, but the next stuff is really what, what we can kind of dive into, guys. This is the Isaiah Bradley stuff. Um, this is the Isaiah Bradley stuff that comes next. So Sam, yeah. So Sam uh, takes the shield. Um, he heads back to the U.S. Uh, and he's walking down the neighborhood that we recognize from earlier on in the season. And he goes to find Isaiah. And he basically tells Isaiah, I don't know how to do this. And he wants to hear the story. He wants to get the information. And after kind of some pressing a little bit, Isaiah sits down with him. And he brings the whole full, the full story front and center. Um, and it's very similar, if not exact, to what uh, his, his story is like in the comics. Uh, a few real-life adjustments, uh, like the 332 Airmen. Um, is a nod the red to, tails. Yeah, to the Tuskegee, Tuskegee, excuse me, airmen of the real life, uh, real life. And and so we get this story about him, how, you know, and also the parallel of him going to save his men, just like Steve did in the first Avenger, which was the big point, right? He, he went to go save his men and um, he was put in jail for 30 years and tested and he lifts up his shirt and he's got marks to prove it. And, um, he reveals his entire story to Sam and it's heartbreaking. It's hard to listen to. Uh, the, the acting is absolutely incredible. Um, in this moment, uh, Gio, I'll let you start this one, man. What did you, uh, what did you think about this whole sequence? That's a nitpick. Oh, good. I would have loved to have seen a flashback of some sort. Even just like a glimpse would have been dope. Similar uh -oh. to like. You know oh. how the HBO recent uh, Watchmen <laughs> series kind of did that? What's going on? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, the guy delivered. I don't know his name. Who who played uh, Isaiah uh, Bradley? But it is Carl, goodness, I forgot his name. Weathers. Yeah, he. No, he, no wasn't he like Martian Manhunter's dad in in Supergirl? Yep. Really? Mm -hmm. yes. Carl Lumbly. Carl Lumbly. Great. Um, and job. also, fun fact, because it's because we we ought to we watch the showdown, but uh, he is actually Winston Marshall's best friend's father. Oh wow, that's cool. Go. Is so, that the guy who said swag? Yes, Carl Lumley. Carl Lumley. Okay. Um, where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> I hope we were showdown. Like, Being hot there. <laughs> Sounds well, out. Oh my gosh, it's like. So it's Washington. So currently it's like 70 degrees, which is the equivalent of 110 anywhere else. That makes sense. <laughs> I had to turn on my AC. Yeah, it's getting I don't have AC. I just got windows and a bathroom fan. <laughs> I'll do it. I hope we see more of Isaiah in, I don't know where. I I hope they do a season two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Pretty sure they will. Eli's story to then um, follow up more with Isaiah because that should be focused um, around you know them together. It sure was. It sure was. Uh, Gio, I will say, you know, I, I've been saying that I would love to see a flashback um, of his story and you know to kind of go back and and see what he went through. But for me, after like officially like hearing him say it and kind of explain it to Sam. And not just seeing Sam's reaction, but also just like thinking about myself and being like, like this dude went through the ringer. Uh, it might've been too hard to see um, that. That might've been something really, really rough to see. Uh, Cause clearly these guys went through, through, through hell. Um, and he was the only one to come back. 
Um, and he was tortured for essentially 30 years. And as he mentions, uh, a nurse did a death certificate and he quote unquote, isn't, isn't technically alive. Um, like that's his life and that's been his life for his entire life. And it sucks. Um, but I don't know if I would have liked to have seen a flashback. I think it might've been a little too hard to see for me personally. I want to side with Gio for a second. And I would have liked to see the heroics of Isaiah Bradley. I think that's a good point. That. Yeah. So to see him barge in there and save his troops and they could flash back to current and tell, and then he could tell the story of the aftermath and like how it went South and stuff. But it'd be great to see him with like, I, I, I don't remember if they said that he had a shield or something, but just see him all souped up and kicking ass, I think would be really great and empowering. And it would really add to um, him talking to Sam specifically. I think that would, be I would have loved to have seen like a parallel, almost like exactly the same as something that we've seen with Steve, like some type of like that, just for a quick second to like what Jesse said of like, maybe he's just coming in, saving them. And then like, it's just like a brief like glimpse and then like he can tell the rest that would have been cool. And just maybe like hearing like the war in the background, like the fighting, like that would have been cool. But I don't think per, uh, it sucks because he's so good. I don't think we'll ever see him again. I think we're done with him. No, I, I agree. I don't know I, if we'll I, see him in this series. I, I guarantee you when they do young Avengers and they explore Patriot, we're going to get that's and that's where i was going is that if they go into patriot at all then we'll see that but um i don't think we're gonna see him very much again just because of the fact that he was like like asking him like leave me alone so that way like they don't i'm gonna respect that and even if they did a flashback it might be a younger actor they could do the de-aging thing they totally could, but if they show a flashback, it possibly could be a younger actor too. So it might not even oh, be him. I would have been okay with that. It's more so like the story and the yeah, it's still the character that they're covering, so it's fine. Yeah, Jacob, what do you think about this? Uh this. I mean, obviously, you know, the action scenes are great, but this is arguably the best scene in the episode. Like this, it was very, very powerful, and it to me, it's like it makes you really think. If you like. You know, it's hard to relate, but like, it, what would Sam do? You know, like, what is Sam going to do? You have Isaiah telling him that, you know, no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America. And it's just like that line has so much depth behind yeah. it. And then it's like, is Sam betraying something if he does become Captain America? Is he betraying something else, else if he doesn't? And, you know, we see he's getting ready near the end of this episode. So uh, that was my favorite line in the, in the scene. And I, I just thought it was really powerful. It's the battle of it's the dichotomy of taking what Isaiah said and either using it um, to inspire himself to like do better and be more for um, black people like across the country, or does he, you know, um, like you said, no self-respecting black person. So, I don't know. It, it yeah. raises a good thing and it, it puts it in Sam's hands of how to handle what Isaiah is telling him. Um, yeah. Well, he can be right. Captain America and not work with the government too. I think for me, the thing that I was like, I kind of was like, Oh, that's rough. But then, and this is pushing the story forward, but like, I was like, when he said the no self-respecting black man would be Captain America, I was like, I, I get where he's saying, but then like 
the scene of Sam's nephews playing with the shield, that was kind of like, well, but they don't like, it's still a symbol for people. Like it, they, look at they're, Black Panther. they need something to aspire towards, to like look towards. They need to see themselves in that position. Exactly. Moving forward. You're not progressing. Yeah. You're stagnant. So I think I, 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 th I liked immediately kind of like after seeing like the nephews playing. And I think that kind of played into it too. Cause like, there were multiple times that Sam and Bucky both saw the nephews playing with the shield, pretending to be Captain America. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much, oh, Steve Rogers, white, blonde hair, blue eyed guy is Captain America as much as Captain America is doing good things. And that's, that's the point of Captain America, not the person in it, Captain America is the person that is doing the right thing. And it ties with John Walker too. Like he didn't do right things. So he was not resemblant of Captain America. So yeah. Uh, before so, me, dude, give me that U S agent. Uh, I just, oh, I yeah. just want to say that I'm, I've, I've been calling forward from the beginning. And I'm very happy that they finally tackled what this show needed to tackle. Um, and it, it's kind of been a little bit of a point throughout the, the series, right? But we kind of came to a head uh, at this at this moment of, you know, having a black man as Captain America. Obviously, that's what this show is going to be about, right? Sam and and uh, going to, to uh, you know, Bradley and, and talking to him. And and the show kind of just, it went there. Uh, there's, a, there's not a lot of shows or, or studios that will go there. And they went there. And they did it. And... Um, they're telling the story that needs to be told, uh, and it was done very, very well. And it plays in, you know, Brian mentioned it, but it plays into what we kind of see next. The next scenes that we see is Sam is back home uh, with his sister and, and his nephews, and he's helping around the house. He's helping with the boat, helping with the family business. Uh, eventually, Bucky comes in, that cool moment where he picks up the engine uh, and drops it on the floor. Um, and we get this kind of cool character moments between the two of them and and Sam and his sister, uh, you know, coming back together and, and Bucky and Sam working together. Cool thing here is that this is the first time that I can remember uh, that we've seen characters working on parts since Iron Man. Um, and if you remember in the Iron Man movies, uh, specifically, it was kind of like a character moment for him where it was almost building his character development up to in the movie. This very much felt the same between Bucky and Sam. Uh, it felt like they were kind of learning. It felt like they were kind of growing up, that they were coming a little bit closer, kind of understanding what was happening. Um, taking a breath, but also kind of moving forward. And uh, I thought it was great, the the conversation between the two of them. I also, um, Mr. Steal Your Sister, Bucky Barnes, uh, coming in with Sam's sister <laughs> is great. Uh, but I overall, I thought the stuff was great between the two of them. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, I know a lot of people don't like quiet moments, but again, it plays to the quiet moments that this show has done really well so far. And I thought everything with Sam and Bucky back in Louisiana was was absolutely fantastic. Brian, what about you? Uh, well, Jesse, you want to say what you were going to say? Oh, go ahead. What? Oh, you went ah. So I thought, oh, maybe. No, I yeah. said I said hi because. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean it's funny. I wish the only thing I wish, uh, I wish uh, Sam would have like been a little bit more like 
stop talking to my sister. I think like, it's the glare that gets that. Delayed. Oh, absolutely. He was giving him glare, but like they're very <laughs> much a verbal back and forth. Like you can be muted. I said, he said it once at least. Yeah. He said it <laughs> once, but like, uh, just, just like a little bit more of like that, because that is kind of like their thing where they like back and forth, uh, say stuff. Um, Sean but, Wingblade, yeah. uh, Geek Trivia Champion over on the Flickin' Real channel. Nice. Mr. Wingblade. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. I, I I love Bucky and Sam together. They're just perfect. Yeah. Good callback. Good callback. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But they're just, they're just so good together. I love it. And Sam's family, that whole thing, like, seeing their community come together and stuff like that, it was... It was pretty cool. Uh, real quick, G, I'll go to you next. We got a super chat that came in, uh, Mr. DB. What's up, Dom? Uh, love to see Disney and MCU pushing the envelope. People were worried they'd scale back the violence, adult themes, yada yada. They scoffed at the at, at that, oh, and they're yeah. going for the jugular. Um, I agree. Well, it's I agree. It's amazing that, like, this is coming from a superhero comic book world. <laughs> like, you. You don't see that very often. Mind you, it's Disney. Like, I mean, Disney Disney does a lot of does real stuff, but like this is a superhero world. Like this is comic books and stuff. I mean, comic books are I'll do this a lot. They will literally take a real life issue, throw it in the in the comic and you have to read through it. If you want to see your you story. Remember the, the 9-11 issue they did for like Marvel? Oh, God. No. I don't know. Like, long ago. There was like, you had like Spider-Man and Luke Cage and like all the heroes of New York were helping like clean up all the. That's um, right. Yeah. And stuff like that. Dude, that was emotional. It yeah. Was rough. But it's just, it's cool that they're, they're, they're they ain't afraid. They're going to do whatever they want at this point. And I think it's more. It's more or less becoming its own thing that they're they're gonna do whatever they want to tell a story. If it offends people, so be it. And that's why for me, like I immediately thought of like, and this is slightly off topic, but like I immediately thought of like uh Scorsese being like hating on it, or hating on superhero movies stuff. It's like look at what they just did. They ta tackled like real world issues that have been going on for a long time like it, it's not to to some people that means a lot more and it's this is one of the most popular franchises popular most watched things in the world and it is putting that onto a platform kind of like how watchmen did when they brought their show on like that i mean when watchmen came on it was like what that was a real thing or is this the fake from the show mm -hmm. and so it's stuff like that that makes it the storytelling just so much better and push pushes more than just this superhero storyline of stuff going on so i love it i think it's awesome um so did anybody have any final thoughts on the kind of bucky and sam relationship before we move on to a couple of different scenes they, they come back up here in a second uh the talk between the two of them comes back up well uh, i just yeah. want to say like that you know ever since episode two 
to episode like episodes two through four were very like action packed, like everything's moving very quick, and this like kind of hits you and it slows down. And I I actually loved that because it, it was the longest episode, like you said, and it gave it time to breathe. Like everything's moving so fast before this, and I really liked that it gave it time to breathe. And it was because once he says like you want to stay around or whatever, and I'm like, oh, we're about to get like 20 minutes of. Bucky and Sam just hanging out and him helping repair the ship. And they're like, who's going to lift it out of the truck? And, and then he lifts that out and what he gave Sam. That's well, I was going to bring that up at the end. Too, so, yeah. I, I loved, I loved it. These, these scenes together with them. Um, but yeah, so uh, the next scene is just a very quick scene. John Walker goes to see uh, Lamar's family. Um, and he tells Lamar's family that he killed yeah, this the man. Crazy. Yeah, he killed the man who, who killed Lamar. Um, obviously we know that's not the case, but Brian brought it up earlier that he's trying to make himself believe that, right. To make himself feel the better about the situation. Um, so we get a moment with Lamar's family, but then it shifts right back to Sam and Bucky. Um, Sam's sister kicks him off the boat and they go into a little bit of training mode, right? See Sam throwing the shield a little bit. He's struggling. Bucky helping Creed flashback. Oh, training montage is given to me all day long. I'll take training montages all day long. But there's a better one coming on in the episode. Um, but the big moment is this is is Sam doing the whole uh, the talk that he does so well with people, right? Um, he gives Bucky this talk about the kind of amends he's giving, and you know he's not allowing those people to breathe. He's breathing himself, but he's not letting those people to breathe. Um, and they seem like they're in the best. Uh, part of their relationship at the moment. They they separate at, at this time. They separate on good terms saying, hey, call me, etc. But the talk was very powerful. Uh, it shows the growth that both of them have made together, but also separately. Uh, Jesse, I know that you've brought this up a couple times, man. Well, what did you think about this scene? Well, yeah, I was going to say, Sam said something really important. He said, you know, it's, it's essentially commendable that you have this list of amends that you want to make, but amends aren't about talking to a people and saying you're sorry to make yourself feel better if you truly want to make amends you got to go out there and provide some kind of closure to those people make them feel better which that's the path that is much more difficult to take and i think that's a constant theme especially in the back half of the season whereas like you can't just say you're sorry you have you know you have to do the hard thing the right thing is often the hard thing and him having this conversation with Bucky is kind of like, and we've seen throughout this um, season, he's given those Captain America talks. They're, they're ramping up the talk he had with uh, Carly. Um, and it's, he's stepping into that, uh, that mantle and he really earns it, especially in this episode. So that by the time, you know, we're looking and going, what's in the box, we're ready for it. And I think a lot of us, when in game hit, maybe weren't sure how to feel, not like we're overly upset, but we're like, oh, Sam, that's interesting. Obviously, it comes from the comics, but uh, we haven't seen Sam exude a lot of like Captain America energy, you know. So it was very important that they handled that well. And I think that a large chunk of this, like 30 minutes of this episode was really devoted to like, this is your next Captain America and there's a reason for it. I thought it was a wonderful scene. This is an interesting moment too here. Sam telling Buck that what Steve would think shouldn't matter um, because Steve's gone. He said it, Steve is gone, um, which is a big, big moment. Uh, Gio, what about you, man? What'd you think about this one? 
Yeah, I agree with what Jesse said. It, for me, it added on to what we saw in the first episode where Bucky would sit in to his uh, therapy sessions and it, it felt like he was there, but he wasn't doing the work. And that's kind of what Sam was telling him. You know, you can't just, you know, do this. You know, you, you got to make people feel better. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, going back to even them working together on the boat, I thought that that was their best display of teamwork in this show. I mean, I'll go back and rewatch, but I'm pretty sure for that moment. And um, are we talking about the shield throwing? Well, we're not yet. Are, are we, well, we haven't talked about the actual training montage yet. Okay, we'll get to that. I'll, I'll, I'll save. But, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about, about that talk. So, uh, Brian, what about you? You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> You're muted again. Oh, maybe there's something wrong. <laughs> now? There you go. There you go. My mic keeps turning off every once in a while. Uh Remind me. I, we're, that, talking about, we're talking about Sam and Bucky's talk about Adams. Yeah. I mean, he he clearly is uh, – he's, he's getting better, but with trauma, it doesn't just magically go away. Like, it's something you have to work through. It's kind of like when um, Zemo said uh, – what did he say? He either said, I put my name in your ledger or I crossed my name off your, in your ledger. Something I took the like, liberty of crossing my name off. Zemo so sneaky, so he snuck his book and crossed his name off. Yeah. Like, when did he do that? So, like, um, well, he had the book at one point, so maybe he could do it again. Yeah, I know. He just he can just do whatever he wants. Nobody notices. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I just, the whole thing to me is, like, this man has been through a century's worth of life in like a shortened amount of time. And it has not been largely good things. So things aren't just going to magically get better. Like you, it's a process. And I think that's kind of what this was is it's like, you're making strides towards better, like a better life. You're attempting to get to a better point in your life but it's not going to be something that's easy and quick um i mean when was the we saw bucky smile when they were playing with the shield when was the last time we saw him smile first avenger often. yeah <laughs> like i mean so it's he again. smiled at steve and wakanda good to see you look good buddy he smiled yeah. when uh, Steve kissed uh, Sharon and so well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we but will. I mean, it's just it's a it's a trauma. He went through a trauma. Traumas don't heal. Like, oh, okay, I'm over it. Like, he's gonna have those for the rest of his life. It's just a matter of working through it. And I think that's what having he's he's starting to realize he's not as alone as he thinks he is. And I think that's the, um, <laughs> uh, and I think, and that's the thing is he's starting to realize he's not as alone as he's making himself. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's jump into the training montage. Gio, I know you got something to say about this, right? The shield throwing the running, how bad the stunt double looked compared to Anthony Mackie. 
it was pretty cool, but I'm like, how are they catching the shield like with their, you know, hand or arm into the you know whatever well, I get a super soldier doing it, but I don't know about a regular person. Yeah, <laughs> and they're training. I, I a lot get of it. the time they're catching it by like the, the tip of the shield for the vast majority mm. of it. I'm pretty sure I, I saw them like I, mean, that, I think they did. Probably. Yeah, there. And well, I, was, I understand Bucky. Bucky's at practice with it. Bucky, Bucky's legit, but Sam is definitely a question as to how he can do that. But they showed him failing with it so many I, times. I, 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 thought, I thought the montage was badass. No, well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, that, that yeah, tight. you're a sucker it's for awesome. a montage. In Age of Ultron, yeah, the magnets. That's what I was going to bring up. In Age of Ultron, he had a magnetic shield that he never oh, had again. That's right. That's because and they went that, back to the straps. That's. It's funny because that's what I was starting to think like was going to eventually happen. I was like, they're just going to give Sam magnets because he that's that's totally what I mean. In the suitcase. No, maybe it's possible. Who knows? All I know is there better be. Why are we even arguing over? Who cares? He's catching the seal and he looks badass doing it. Who cares? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm on I your love side. the flips, man. I, I love like just the running and doing the flips. He's like in, in battle. I'm going to be flipping around everywhere trying to catch this shield. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Even yeah, though you can tell it's not a space I'm excited. I don't even care. Um, all right, let's get to the final. Or we have two things left to talk about. Let's talk about the final scene of the episode itself, inside before the credits start. Early on in the episode, we saw Sharon Carter on the phone having a little conversation. If you watch the episode without subtitles, you wouldn't know that this was coming. Oh, I was but, like, that's that makes sense because there's a lot of people doing reviews that were like, oh, look, he's in here. And I was like, didn't you see? But I forgot. I always watch everything with subtitles. So, so, yeah. If you're watching the show with subtitles, you would know that when Sharon Carter was on the phone, she was talking to Batrick. She was talking to Batrick. Batrock. Uh, Batrick. Batrick. Um, and so we see him show up at the end of the episode. He's bringing a little gift to Carly. Uh, and it's some weapons. She's like full on like in criminal mode. Uh, and they're in New York City before the oh, is it the GRC the GRC correct GRC uh, the GRC puts their oh, vote man. in um, and this obviously is a big question as to who Sharon Carter is what her motive is what is she doing is she the power broker is she yes. for the power broker role <laughs> I mean look it's there's still we don't mystery. know there's I've been saying mystery. it since day one her ass is the power broker you have not been saying it since day one. It has not been since day okay, one. Okay, since, since like since episode, episode three, right? Since episode three, her yeah. her day one appearance. The second well, thing she was an art art dealer. It was power like, broker wants Carly so, dead. So this is so this, confusing. Well, yeah, wants Carly dead, but then all yeah, also what um she sent she sent Batrock on this mission, which means that Sharon is complacent with Batrock killing Sam. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah I, I think they're throwing us a Why would she want Sam to die? Like, why would she want to kill Falcon? Because she's pissed off at him. Here you go, Brian's what? favorite theory. Sharon's Sam a scroll. There we go. No, I don't think Sharon's a scroll. <laughs> and we gotta remember, this is a Carter. She is a descendant of Peggy Carter. Are you really gonna besmirch the character like this? I'm not a fan, to be honest. See, this, we'll this, this is what I tend to believe. This is exactly what I tend to believe. She's working towards becoming the power broker. Sure. I don't, I think, I don't think she's actually the power broker. Because remember, when we first met Zemo in, what, episode four, he said, I knew I knew him. He said him. Yeah. Um, he said, I had met him or I knew him or something back in the day. Obviously, things can change, but I think she's not lying. lying. 
could we argue that there's a potential that Madam Hydra is the power broker because of her interest in John Walker, who has the serum? She said that there's interest in mm, parties in him because he that's has the possible. serum. That would um, be interesting. And she's a lot more of a. I don't know. I think there's there's two. She fits two, the role um, of powers of it. Play. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, I think Sharon Carter is going to be good when it's all said and done. I think she's still a good guy. I so. so do I. Honestly, so do I. After this episode, I think I she's hope still so. Good. Yeah, she is antihero. Otherwise, it's gonna be real. Well, yeah, just like I mean, she can have darker motives and stuff, but like it, it feels unearned. Like I understand, I agree, but it's it's a bit much because she did go out of her way to help Sam and Bucky when, and but then so this doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm very confused, but I'm hoping the next episode is at least an hour like this one was, which was a nice. Well, yeah, and and to add to that too, like if she was the power broker, that means when we first saw her, she was killing her own men. Yeah, she also helped helped them get to the scientist that the power broker's pissed off is now dead. Exactly. Like there's so many like contradicting factors of this. It's either way, this is the most mysterious part of the whole series, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Starger's got it nailed. Elaine is the power borker. The power borker. There you go. <laughs> I like power borker. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I hopefully like we find out dog. some. <laughs> hopefully we find out some good information about that next week, leading into some future stuff for her. But let's get to this post credit scene, guys. Let's finish off the episode with this post credit scene. Uh, we find Elaine similarities. Yes, very much so. Uh, for the second time in the MCU Disney Plus era, the second to last episode has featured a post credit scene. Um, this one is very simple. We see John Walker creating his own version of a Captain America shield. Um, and he's personalizing it. He's putting his Medal of Honor in it, into it. He's painting it the same exact color, etc. It's obviously not going to be the same because it's not going to be vibranium. Um, it's going to be just regular old-fashioned metal. And uh, it's he, look, he, he's going in for a kill. He's going to go in for the kill, and he wants a weapon to do so. Um, what do we think about this? Jacob, I'll let you start. Yeah, like I said earlier, this surprised me because, like, you know, as soon as episode ends, I start getting on my phone. I can I can finally go on Twitter and YouTube again, and like I then I hear the clanking and I look up. I'm like, wait a minute, a post a mid credit scene, and it was pretty cool to see because I, you know, we don't really know what John Walker's role is in this last episode. You know, they kind of already dealt with them. He's already been, you know, he had all everything stripped from him. So what is he? what role is he going to play in this final episode? And it looks like he's ready for battle. And I was thinking about that. The What is his shield made out of? Like, what kind of metal is he using? Steel. If they fight and they hit shields, that shield's just going to break. So, no, that's the Shaquille O'Neal movie. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought that was cool, man. It means he's going to be a big part of the next episode, which I'm excited for. Brian? I'm just curious if a bullet goes straight through that or like how that's going to work. Yeah, or... I'm interested about the dynamics of the shield. Can he yeah, throw it? I think it could possibly be bulletproof. Like it, it doesn't that's, take the that's strongest point. World. Like, yeah. If you got a, a dense enough metal, that's like, uh, I don't know what the terminology would be, but like there's a lot that would block your typical rounds. Now, if you get like, you know, an anti-tank rifle or something like that, that's going to blow a <laughs> hole in it. But you know, maybe yeah. like some some fodder from a shotgun or your average pistol might be able to block. But Bucky will punch a hole right through that. Yeah. If he goes toe to toe with Bucky, Bucky's gonna put a dent in it like Red Skull did to Cap's original shield. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering also, like, because I immediately was like, uh, I thought of how 
Peter Parker was like, that thing doesn't even obey the law of fix physics at all. <laughs> like, how is this one going to work? Like, is this one going to just be like... We now uh, know he has the support from Madam Hydra. Is that not Steel? Maybe. I mean, Does she have resources? Her business card didn't have anything on it, which I kind of like. It, it's definitely not vibranium. It's not, not adamantium. What else could it be? I mean, that's well, yeah, okay. You can't, now, you can't craft vibranium in your garage. No, no I would fast. love for him to use a real one, and then someone at some point has to give him an adamantium one. That would be cool. Like you got a vibranium shield. But even if you don't have X Men yet, you can easily be like, "Oh, they, we have adamantium." There's no reason why they can't. Yeah. So, I mean, they do own the rights to that now. So, Gio, what do you think about this post credit scene? Uh, well, Jesse talked about it. Um, how do we not know that Madam Hydra didn't give him some medal and said, hey, make your own shield? And I love, and I'm pretty sure I saw that correctly, he's putting his medals into the shield. Mm -hmm. yep. That's badass right there. Because some of these people need... They need to be Geo, reminded Geo, of Geo what stand, he did. Geo stands John Walker. Yeah, Geo's a Walker fan. <laughs> well, because it's like it's not really all his fault, you know? It's just they were supposed to be a team. Remember who showed up when they were getting their asses kicked on a truck? Even though he got his ass kicked on a truck, but oh goodness. Oh goodness. Know. I don't, I've I've always dug the anti-hero oh. villains. Okay, like my favorite Star Wars character was Darth Vader. So, well, look, he wasn't a bad man before all this. No, what shows me that is when he goes to see Lamar's family. I love that scene. So, yeah, he says he tells them if you guys need anything, like contact me. I, I'll take care of you. So, so yeah. since it wasn't like televised, I'm guessing. Do they still assume he's Captain America? Because that was the vibe that I got. I don't think so. No, I think everyone knows. I think they I announced it. Yeah. Yes, I know, Chuck. Because, because, because the uh, I well, I don't know, but I would say with the press being outside the building that the court that it was held at, yeah, that they probably got some information, just like a normal news situation did, would. Did anyone notice that he was getting a lot of side eye from what I assume to be Lamar's sister? Yeah, like everyone was really close, mm -hmm. and she looks distrusting and. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was interesting. Like she, maybe she could see through him. Could be interesting. Could be an interesting callback whenever we see them again, if we do see them again. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, any final thoughts on today's episode before we uh, we head out of here? Anybody? Uno mas. One more. Yeah. One more. That's, it went by so fast. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I'll I'll uh, Falcons getting a dope ass suit. He's getting yep. a dope ass. Yeah. I swear to God, if that thing doesn't have wings, I it's, dude, he's gonna have vibranium wings. Guys, all right, I will not explain anything to you, but all you gotta do is Google Hasbro Falcon yep. Winter Soldier. Lease, I know, I know, get I everything you need. <laughs> I've already seen it. I saw Gio's going Gio's right doing away. it right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't share, don't screen share, Gio. Um, no, yeah. look, uh, we can, we'll see it next week. But obviously, coming from Wakanda, it's going to be vibranium based, which is yeah, awesome. I was, I was talking to uh, you know several of you know PJ Campbell. I was messaging him and I was like, bro, does that mean? Because I don't think it was in the comics, but like his suit's going to be woven vibranium, so he can really go toe to toe with super soldiers because it's yep. uh, 
it is uh what do you call it like energy absorbing or impact absorbing so people it's like punching Ooh. a brick wall sure sure he's making him the dopest suit alive yeah it. it's gonna be badass yeah. but we're gonna see it next week he opened the box at the final uh, at the end of this one we'll such a freaking a new red one. wing oh, oh yeah he's he's a red wing red wing i hope he gets a new yeah. red wing. I maybe hope. That was the biggest blue balls tease I've ever seen. Yes, I know, right? I know. Terrible. Yeah. But we'll see it next week. We only got a week. We got a week. Um, all right. We're going to head out of here, guys. Uh, before I do, I just want to say uh, Jesse will also be with us in about two weeks on Apocalypse Now as we're reviewing Mortal Kombat and the full season of Falcon and Winter Soldier after right. it wraps up. Um, and Jake will be with me May 1st. That is correct. Oh, for Jesse's for me, right? Okay, okay. In my defense, Jake was the one talking, so I'm okay. and Brian. Brian will also be there. We'll have a crossover event, it'll be a lot. Of um, but obviously, every Friday, guys, uh, our, our last rewind up episode of Falcon Winter Soldier will be next Friday. Then we'll catch back up when Loki comes around as well. Uh, and the Fandalorian Club will be returning in about two weeks as well for the Bad Batch, but we'll preview that um, a little bit here. Uh, later on for now we're gonna head out of here for everybody here jesse thank you so much for joining us man it's been a blast talking with you about you know some some comic book stuff always always good time for geo brian jacob and myself uh we are pockets movies thank you to everybody who's joined us who's been commenting who's hanging out with us on every friday join us next friday guys it's the finale we're gonna talk some good good stuff but for now everyone have a good evening and we will see you guys then i can do this all day <laughs>